You're listening to Heart Food Podcast, episode 100. Welcome to Heart Food. I'm your host, Ashley Pardo Ortega. This is a weekly podcast for introverted, super sensitive, smart, and deeply ambitious women who have a call in their heart that they deserve more. My goal is to give you more strength, freedom, confidence, and purpose in your life through the four different avenues that this podcast will be covering. Mindset, nutrition, health, movement, and cooking, business, sales, communication, and entrepreneurship, and lastly, spirituality and psychology. Be sure to follow me on Instagram and reach out to me at any time at Ashley K. Pardo. Share this podcast with others who you think might love it. And please subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. All right, friends, I'm sure you heard the excitement in my voice there when I said episode 100, because I really cannot believe that we are at 100 episodes of this podcast. Uh, it really blows my mind to think that two and a, two years and a couple months flew by like this, and my life has really changed a lot in the past two and some months, years since I released this podcast, it's completely different than even a year ago. And I'm going to be sharing some lessons in this episode, just four lessons that I've learned. And then I'm also going to be answering four questions that I got because I want to talk to you about what specifically has changed for me and what I have learned. And also, I want to, you know, give you guys some of the answers to the questions that you asked. They're not going to be a lot around food. And I actually have an announcement that I'm going to announce at the end of this episode. So stay tuned for that. But I, the number one thing that I've learned, if I just get right into it, I'm not going to do a lot of intro here, other than to say that if you guys want my free download for my business programs, it is in the show notes of this episode. I created a download for you, for my business owners and entrepreneurs out there who want something that is going to let them know all of the programs that they need in order to systematize their business. So how to do email, how to schedule calls, how to create a sales page or a lead page, a website, graphics, and so forth. So head to the link in my bio, not the link in my bio, I'm just so used to saying that. Head to the show notes to download that and to get on my list for business trainings for introverts. That's going to be the majority of my content for the next several months, really doubling down on that because I want to share with you guys what I've learned about business. And I'm an introvert, as you all know from listening to this podcast. And for those of you out there who I love how I, by the way, I love how I said, like, I'm going to get right into it. And then I started talking, but I do need to do this housekeeping. For those of you who have been following me for a long time for nutrition and food stuff and cooking stuff, that is still going to be a big part of my business. So I'm still going to be sharing about that. But I also want you to be open to the business things that I'm going to be creating because, you know, seven, eight years ago, I never would have imagined that I would have the word businesswoman to describe me. And the effort and the discomfort 
And frankly, like the knowledge that I've had to obtain just all the time through my own um, self-education and then working with clients, I never would have, I never could have pictured me stepping into that, but it really took just a lot of work and discomfort to get there. And, you know, I want you to be open to these business things because it's truly just personal development. So if you're a person that's interested in growth, I want you to be open to all of this. Yes, I'm going to be talking about technical stuff, like what is actually needed in business and so forth. But I want you to pay attention to the lessons and I want you to stick with me because it's going to be really, really, really valuable especially if you're somebody who is growth-minded and interested. And if you're listening to this podcast, I can guess that you are. So again, get that in the show notes and send me a DM if you have any questions about that on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. But the first thing, if I get into the lessons first, the first thing that I want to say, or the first lesson, is that good things take a really long ass time. And I think for so many of us out there, we are impatient. We want things to happen like, you know, yesterday. We want things to, we want to change overnight. We want to see results quickly. We want instant gratification. And that's not only us. That's truly just American society to get things quick and fast and so forth. But it is not, um, you know, it is not something that is, really said to many people that things are going to take a long time. But I'm telling you that right now, that good things, anything that is meaningful is going to take a long ass time. And what I think is interesting about this, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in the last point, is that I think that we want to get it all figured out before we start, whatever that is, whether that's a food journey, whether that is, you know, we get into a new relationship, which nothing is going to bring up your shit like a relationship. We get into a relationship and like, you know, this is just something that I always think back on because true, truly things take a lot of time and we want things to happen very quickly, but truly they begin to change when we begin to act and when we begin when we begin to do the thing so I think sometimes and this was me for a long time like just sitting at home reading self-help books waiting to you know like okay I'm not going to start anything until I really figure out how I'm going to do it and I'm not going to even get a client until I know exactly how is like the perfect way to coach somebody and truly the way that you figure anything out especially if you're an entrepreneur or a business owner or maybe you're an online entrepreneur and you can't figure out like your messaging your mess this is something that took me years to figure out frankly that is something that happens as you act and as you put it out there so takes a long time don't rush the process and my next sort of lesson is that you know you are going to be really shitty when you start at whatever it is that you are doing so looking back on the podcast episodes that I did, you know, two years ago, a little over two years ago, I cringe listening to them because I have always been somebody who's quiet, obviously introverted, but 
And I didn't have a lot of energy in my voice back then. So, and I didn't honestly know how to harness that energy. I feel like that's something that you can feel a little bit more in my voice now that it's a little bit more upbeat and it has a little bit more oomph to it. And honestly, that happened through practice when I look back and to those episodes, it's like I sounded very monotone and didn't have as much energy in my voice. And even looking back even further, which I did last week into old YouTube videos that I did of me cutting an onion. And I was so embarrassed by me putting it out there. And the thing is, I thought it was really good when I put it out there. I was like, this sounds good, but you won't change unless you commit and and unless you are shitty in the beginning. And this is with your food journey. This is with anything that you are. Like you have to allow yourself to mess up. You don't get good. Like you're not allowed to be good unless you're kind of shitty first. And like that is the path. Messing up, failing, truly just learning as you go is the only way to get better, to do quality work, to get better within yourself, to grow. So allow yourself that imperfection. Allow yourself, you know, to mess up and for it to be bad because it is going to be bad because we don't know what we're doing yet. So I want, I'm speaking to all the women out there who are hesitating on anything when they're waiting for a time to be perfect. Like it's never going to be perfect. We have to start acting now It's sort of like Brene Brown says, or no, I'm sorry, um, she wrote the book Emotional Agility, Susan David. She says that discomfort is the price of admission to a meaningful life. And I would say on the same note, sucking is the price of admission to goodness. Like you just have to be comfortable with it sucking. And for those of us who are on our own journeys, like we can kind of do that in private, like if we're trying to, you know, get consistent in the gym or... If we are, and that's a whole other thing, like you're definitely going to suck at lifting weights and just not be very strong at the beginning, but that's just part of the journey. Like things are going to be painful and you're not going to know what you're doing, but you have to go through that in order to get better. But for many of us out there who, again, we do this in private with the nutritionist stuff. If you're an online entrepreneur listening, like that's happening out in the open and it is very uncomfortable to have that happen. So I want you to know that like, you waiting to be good is never going to happen. You get good by going through it all, by going through the mud, by, you know, I know you probably care what other people think and that is normal. That is a human tendency, but they're not caring as much as you, um, as much as you think they are. Like think about how much you care about yourself and in terms of like how much you care about your actions and how other people perceive you. Everybody else is thinking that too. So nobody's, and if they do start talking like crap or whatever, like they're not your people. So that's just something to keep in mind that good things take a long time and there is not linear, going to be bad in anything that you do at the beginning. And that is just part of it. The next thing I'm going to say is that consistency trumps all. So I think that Many of us out there think that whether it's with our bodies or in business, like we want things to happen quickly and intensely. Like, oh, if I just work really hard for the short period of time, not saying that you don't have to work hard or be intense, but we think that like that intensity is going to be temporary and then we're just going to go back to real life. And it doesn't work like that either. I'd rather you be less intense and be consistent for a long period of time 
so that you can actually get in the habit of showing up. And I don't care if you're trying to get stronger, if you are trying to lose weight, if you're trying to build a business online, being consistent and showing up for yourself more days of the week than not is going to be the magic pill. And nobody wants to hear that either. But I am interested in your transformation rather than your comfort. And I know we all go through things. I know we're tired. I know that we have traumas that happen in our lives. And some of us have really terrible things that happen. And I'm not discounting that at all. I'm not saying that I don't have compassion for that. But at the same time, we do need to also know that we can begin to show up again at any moment and we can choose to be consistent. And that happens with discipline. Because if we wait to feel like it, it's never going to happen. Therefore, we need to rely on our habits and our discipline to say like, okay, no matter what's going on today, I'm going to show up and write in my journal. I'm going to show up and do, you know, 30 minutes of movement every day. I'm going to eat in a way that's advantageous towards my goals. I'm going to show up and post on social media. I might even get on video. So that's something that I want you to know that consistency really trumps all. The next thing I want to say is that If there's one thing that I can attribute to my own growth in business, in food and body and personal growth, whatever, it's trust. And that's not what anybody tells you. Like, of course, consistency matters, a matter of time and patience matters, but we truly need to have trust in ourselves because life isn't shiny. Life isn't perfect. It's not linear. So like bad shit's going to happen to varying degrees, but, and many of us like hide back because we are scared of what other people are going to think. We're scared of messing up. We're scared of losing money, of making a bad investment, whatever it is. But the thing is when you trust yourself and you trust, it's not only self-trust, but it's also trusting that when shitty things happen, we can get back up and we can learn in our reaction. So we can trust in our reaction to things. And that's what really got me through so many episodes of this podcast was that I trusted that it was just like that somebody needed to hear it. There are hundreds of people that listen to this podcast every week. And I don't hear from a lot of you guys where many, some of you message me every week. Some of you I know personally or have been my clients that tell me you listen and you share that with me and I'm so appreciative. But there's hundreds of people out there who I have no idea who they are, who I truly don't know. And I would love to know you if you're one of those people that has never contacted me. Please send me a DM on Instagram at Ashley K. Pardo. I would love to talk to you and just know that you're enjoying the podcast and to know what you would like to see in the future. Um, But I trust that because there's hundreds of people showing up every single week, I trust that whatever it is that I'm saying is valuable and somebody out there needs it because I feel that itch inside of me to give and to talk because I know it's going to change somebody's life. I hope so, you know, because I feel that inside of me and I am a big believer of those hunches and listening to those hunches. So it's really about self-trust. And the way that we get to that place of trusting ourselves is by acting first and seeing that like we're not going to die. So for example, when I first started this podcast, I kept it pretty surface. Like I talked to, you know, personal things and 
one of my goals for 2020 is to just get even more personal and more vulnerable and just share a lot more openly with you all. I think that for me, it's happened with layers where like I thought I was personal, being personal and and sharing everything. And then I'm like, oh, wait, I'm really not like there's still a lot more in here. And I've uncovered many layers throughout the years, but there's still more that I want to share with you. And in 2020, I'm going to be doing that more, maybe even in the next several weeks. But um, I want you to know that, you know, if we can trust ourselves and if we know that the things that we share will be received by somebody who needs to hear it, because I guarantee if you've been through it, somebody else needs to hear it, then we can kind of relax after that. Like, I just trust that things are going to be okay. And I was petrified of sharing, you know, back in 20, I think I did this at the beginning of 2018, that I had an eating disorder and that I went through bulimia for many years on and off, probably like 10 years on and off. And I never shared that with anyone while I was going through it. It really wasn't until years later that I decided to share it with people that I had, you know, intimate relationships with and so forth. And it really hasn't been until the last two years that like I feel comfortable saying that because for me, it was just such a pile of shame that I just hid inside of myself for so long. Like I didn't tell anybody. So how could I tell, you know, lots of people (laughs) like it was really hard for me, but I knew that, you know, I had my mentor back then tell me like this would be beneficial for your audience to hear. And ever since that moment, you all have, you know, had a level of, I think, relatability with me that the more I share, the more you feel close to me. And I trusted that when I recorded that, And when I saw the response from it, but it's really not about the response as much as my own comfort with sharing who I am and my own releasing of the shame that I had around that part of my life. And if you've been through that, you know, it's really shameful, like the behavior is inherently shameful and we make it mean many things about our own character and our physical body. But I trusted that. I could not only help people, I trusted that I could get back up and show up. And I did that. And then I like didn't die (laughs) after it happened. So then I'm like, okay, now I trust that like I can do really, really hard things. Things that literally my voice is shaking as I'm saying this and I'm crying a little bit and I'm surviving and I feel stronger as a result. So you need to know that trust is the number one thing that is going to help self-trust It's going to be the number one thing that's going to get you through any growth journey that you're on because any sort of growth journey involves putting yourself in the fire and really allowing yourself to be in, to fail or to be in pain or whatever it is that you're going through, trusting that you'll be okay. And that either way, you're going to view it in a way that's going to be beneficial for you. The last thing, the last lesson I learned is that I already sort of talked about this at the beginning, but you get better and discover by acting. So I'm not going to put too much more into that because I think I talked about it a lot at the beginning, but we truly get better by taking action. So whatever it is that you're hesitating on that you don't feel like it's time, we get better by starting. So go out there, do the thing, whatever it is that you want to do and, you know, 
trust that it's going to be for the greater good. And if you're scared, just reach out to me and I will give you a little pep talk and, you know, you and I can talk and I can help you sort of get to that next step. So the questions that I got were pretty interesting. Um, The first one was how I met my husband and we met actually on Tinder. And I think that many of you know that, but we met on Tinder in 2014. And that day I had been on, not that day I had been on many dates, but prior to that I had been on many dates and like, I just really wasn't feeling it. If you have ever lived in Miami, I guess in any city it's hard to date, but Miami was particularly hard. Like it just didn't have a lot of quality people that I was looking for. Um, But the day that I went on the date with Derek for the first time, I looked at myself in the mirror leaving my apartment and I was like, really another date? Like how annoying is this? And I almost stayed home and I forced myself to go. And what's funny is that at the beginning, I didn't actually... Like I knew I wanted to go out with him again, but it wasn't like, oh my God, fiery passion when all my relationships in the past had been like that. So it was just like, hmm, he's pretty awesome. Like want to go on another date with him. And then it just ended up going like that. And then we developed like this, you know, very deep and awesome relationship through a long time, through consistency, through trusting, you know, through honesty and so forth. So I really believe, I don't think that you have to be necessarily ready to be in a relationship because I think you can grow alongside each other, but I think that you do need to have the same values because we are very different. We're pretty opposites, um, but we do have the same values of family, of honesty, of trust. You know, I am definitely uh, a little bit more um, intense when it comes to like the things that I want to do, but he definitely balances me in that sense and like sort of brings me back down to earth and I help him sort of get raised up again. Um, You know, that's just the nature of who we are. Like I have this life that I share that's like uh, all over social media. I talk a lot. I do a lot of things and Derek is just a much simpler um, person than me and it works. And, um, if you're out there feeling like you don't know when you're going to meet that person, I would just continue working on yourself, doing what it is that you need to do. And then trusting that they're going to come in when it's right, because I couldn't have met him two years prior. If I met him two years prior, I wouldn't have the same path and I wouldn't be where I am today. So trust in the timing of your life. The next question that I got was about relocating and how I got the courage to relocate, to move to Oregon. And to be honest with you, I did not, our move was not something that like we decided like a month prior, like, oh, we're just going to move and do it now. No, we had been thinking for years about moving and we made moves in our lives in order to make that happen, in order to make it feasible and sustainable for us. Um, So I worked really hard on my online business, made sure that I could have an income just from my computer. Derek had to sort of tie up loose ends at his old job. He ended up getting another job here in, um, in Portland in the same industry, but like he didn't have that job when we were moving. We just sort of trusted that it would work out and he ended up getting a job just a mile away, which is unheard of in our area because most of the offices in his industry are about 40 minutes away. 
So we ended up, you know, getting something that was close and good, but we had been thinking about it for a long time. And I think that there's this like thing out there right now, like, oh, if you're ready to do something, just jump, just do it. You are ready. And I don't think that that is the smart thing to do all the time. I think that sometimes you have to have a level of preparedness because you just have to be practical and you don't want to lose a lot of money, even though, you know, moving is very expensive. But um, I advise that you think about it and you know that it's the right thing for you to do. And I would, you know, also trust that if you make the decision and like it's not the right one, you trust that you can, that you'll still make it work. Like uh, to me, it's, we had been feeling this for so long that I knew that I would regret it if I didn't do it. And for now, we're really happy here, but like, we don't know if we're going to stay here forever. And we're sort of open to that because I trust and we trust that whenever we're met with a change or we feel that need to change, that we're just going to be okay and we're going to make it work. Was moving here easy? No way. That road trip we did was, you know, really long and it was awesome, but also stressful. And moving across the country is very stressful. Um, and packing up your house of many years is, is, you know, and leaving your family and all that. But I know it was worth it for us. The next question that I have is my thoughts on money. And I know that this year, next year in 2020, I'm going to be talking more about money and money mindset. And I'm just going to tell you something right now in relation to food because I do think that money and food are connected. Money and food and sex and gambling, whatever it is that's your thing that you used to numb, that you used to take yourself out of yourself, that you used to distract and so forth. For example, and I've talked about this on Instagram before, food and money are not that different because, and especially with dieting. With dieting, we make ourselves restrict, restrict, restrict. And then we end up binging on things that like we don't even really want. And we don't allow ourselves to like really take our time with something that we really want. So let's say that we're dieting and like we really like ice cream. Typically we'll binge ice cream, which has an inherent um, sort of an inherent value of saying like, or an inherent feeling of saying like, if you're binging on something and like that forceful behavior around it, you're not paying attention and you're also not really allowing yourself to have it. You are, you know, sort of having it with this layer of shame. Whereas if you had it out in the open, you likely wouldn't eat as much of it. You likely would pay attention and you likely would be good with just, you know, with not this huge amount. And the same thing goes with money and sales. So sometimes like when things are on sale and this was me, instead of buying something that I actually wanted, I would buy a million things that like were on sale that I didn't even really want. But the fact that they were on sale is like, oh my God, like that urgency and oh my God, I need to get them all now and I need to get a bunch of them. So let's say I would buy 10 things for like $10, you know, spend $200. Those things were low quality. They would get holes in them. They weren't good for the environment. They weren't um, made in factories that like were ethical and so forth. There's a documentary on Netflix. I'm going to try to put it in the show notes um, all about this, about like the clothing industry, where if I would have just bought one thing that was $200 or even two things that were $100 or four things that were $50, 
those things are going to be more valuable. They're going to last me for the rest of my life and you can actually get by with less. So that's like the same exact thing. And I hope you guys can see that. So now with my clothes, I don't shop like at, you know, and if you shop here, no judgment to you. This is just a really personal choice that I make. I don't shop at like H&M, Forever 21, um, any of those stores that have like that factory style that the clothes are really low quality. I It's not in my value system to shop there anymore. So I'd rather buy something from a sustainable clothing company, something that is ethical, something that yes, is going to be a little bit pricier, but maybe I buy just a couple of those items per year. They're things that are, you know, that I'll be able to wear a million times, things I'll be able to have for the rest of my life and things that I actually really love. So now during Black Friday, which just passed, I bought a couple things, but they were things that I had already wanted that were discounted and things that I had already loved. So I bought like this Sherpa jacket, like a hoodie that I'm sure you've seen a lot of people wear that I had been wanting for a long time. And I got it for like maybe 50% off or so. I got a couple sports bras from Aloe Yoga, who I love. Um, The sports bras that I already had that I needed more of. So they were on super discount, I think from $60 to like $17. So I had my eye on them and then I bought them and then I bought a couple dresses and some jeans, but these were things that I had been eyeing for a long time and now they were on sale. So I'm like, okay, now is a good time for me to buy them. I would have bought them full price, but I saw that this was an opportunity. So I'm like, okay, um, I'm going to just get the things that I want now. And I ended up saving money. But the thing is that, you know, I, I think that the same thing with food. Like when I see sales and things, I still want, I still get that urge. Like, Ooh, might look like, let me just look, let me just like see what's there. Maybe I'm going to want something. Same thing with food. Like when I see a lot of sugar of sugary things that like, I don't even really like or want, it's like, Ooh, how many can I eat? And then it's really about the brain and moderation and knowing that, you have the control. So it's like the same thing with social media. Instead of mindlessly scrolling, use it intentionally. So to me, this is just a lesson in being intentional with food, with clothing, with money, whatever it is, with social media, being intentional versus being uh, mindless and distracting. And it's really how we approach these things that matters. So Clothes are also really important to me too, because it wasn't until the last several years that I, because we all need to wear clothes, um, it wasn't until the last several years that I began to pay attention to what worked for my body versus saying, oh, I like that. And then I'm going to make it work for my body. Like some shapes just don't work. Like I can't wear loose clothes. I, for my body, which is short and athletic and curvy, I need things that are form fitting. That's just what flatters me. Like I don't do well with baggy dresses or baggy shirts. I need things that are fitted with a fitted waist. And I think that so much of our confidence from that and like how to shop and what to buy and not having to spend a ton of money are really important in our own confidence. So I think that next year in 2020, I'm going to release something about this, whether it's a lead magnet, whether it's a mini course or something, because it is so important to me to make sure that you feel confident And clothes are a big part of that. The last question, (laughs) the 
last question was about ayahuasca and if, I, if I've ever done ayahuasca, the answer is no. Um, I have done mushrooms though and I'm not sure if I've ever mentioned that on this podcast before, but I've done mushrooms several times. Um, maybe I'll have a whole podcast about psycho- psychedelics, but um, I haven't done them since I was like 21 or 22. But um, And I actually ended up having a really bad experience, maybe like the seventh time that I did them or something. You guys might be surprised to hear that I've done them, but um, I that was a part of my like college life and who I was when I was in college. And honestly, like if I didn't have a bad experience with them, I probably would even be open to them doing, you know, open to doing them again now. They are truly transformative. I don't recommend, don't take this as me saying I recommend you doing them because they are something that can like really take you out of reality. And, you know, like it's just, don't take this please as me saying you to do it. I was in a safe environment, very controlled. I knew they were safe and I did them and they were very transformative. And I truly think that that was the catalyst to me becoming like a spirit to like be on the path to becoming a spiritual person. And maybe I'll talk more about this in the future, but I think that they can be amazing. Again, we're not endorsing it, but there's a lot of research now about like microdosing and how it can help with depression and anxiety. And I would love next year to get an expert on here that is going to, that can talk a little bit more about this in terms of anxiety and depression. Um, I don't know if I'll do ayahuasca. Like I, I'm not super closed off to it. I feel like now in like the industry that I'm in, it is this thing that's like, oh, let's just do this thing to sort of fast forward and instantly gratify our healing versus doing the work. And I know that that's not everybody's intention who does it, but I know a lot of people do it like to take that shortcut. Um, so yeah, and I'll keep you guys posted about that. And maybe I'll share a little bit more of like, you know, things that I've done in the past. Um, the last thing that I want to say is that this podcast is getting its name changed in 2020 and it is getting a whole new vibe. I spoke about, um, you know, I took that break in the summer And I spoke about getting a new cover and a new song and I did get a new song, but it did not, um, and you heard it at the beginning of this episode, it did not fully reflect the change that I wanted it to make. And I, and I felt, I didn't feel awesome about changing the cover right now either, even though I said I would, I tried to change the cover and I'm like, nothing is really feeling great to me. So I'm changing the name and you will find the name on, let me see when's the first uh, Monday in January. So on January 6th is going to be the new cover, the new name, new song, new introduction and so forth. Because throughout the years, I've really changed a lot. And this podcast is not so much about food anymore. And it's really about something much more powerful. And again, if you followed me for food and that's why you're here, we're never going to stop talking about that because it is something that we need to hear for the rest of our lives, I think. And I truly want to be known as a voice or somebody who helped women with their relationship with food and with their confidence and their power, their potential, their influence in their community. But to me, this is a lot bigger. This is something that through these avenues, through mindset and spirituality, psychology, food, strength training, business, the way that you communicate, by honoring who you are at your most authentic core, we can create a lot of power. And even saying this now, I'm getting like chills. 
So the next several weeks are going to be podcasts about my business stuff and personal development. And then in January, I'm going to do an introduction podcast with the new name and everything that's going to be revealed. I just feel like a whole new vibe and it feels fitting right now that like we had a hundred episodes of Heart Food Podcast and like I'm ready to cut it off now (laughs) and again, not stop the show, but just to step into a new, more powerful version of myself and this podcast with a new energy. I honestly think that like Oregon did this to me almost. (laughs) It like filled me with its energy and I am so excited for what's to come. We have some amazing guests coming up. Can't wait to share that with all of you. But if you have been listening since day one, I truly appreciate you. And I'm so grateful for you from the bottom of my heart for being with me and listening to me and supporting me. I really would not have a business without you guys. And I know that it's my life mission to bring you, my life's mission to bring you all of this information and to help you grow and you know, I think that I have changed so much, like I said at the beginning of the show. And if you want that change, I want to help you facilitate that change too and transform into not that our old selves are bad, but it's like we have potential and we have a person that we can step into actively. And this podcast is going to focus on that going forward since I didn't want food to be the central thing, even though it's still going to be part of it. So I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. Um, thank you for being with me and send me a DM if you have been a long time listener and you have never talked to me. I love hearing from you. I will, I answer every single DM that I get and every comment that I get. So reach out to me. Um, but I hope you guys have a wonderful re- week. I love you very, very much and can't wait to talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening to Heart Food Podcast. I'm so grateful that you tuned in today. If these episodes resonate with you, it would be a huge favor to me if you could share it with the people you love and give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. 